Guys, what is up everyone? Back with another episode. This time, maybe a few different guests we did not expect it, expected. Peter's not here. Marco's not here. Uh, Antonio's not here. We got Ryan and we got the maestro Gaetano. Guys, thank you for joining in today. The show must always go on because the Serie A never stops. So we're here for all the people that, you know, that are watching. My guys. Guy. Okay. So guys, uh, uh, Mike, remember... Yeah. We dependable here. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you guys are reliable. When, I can I can count on you guys. When you when you guys become big and you guys uh, have the superstars, <laughs> don't forget about us. We're gonna be like Gaetano. Right. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kidding, Gaetano. He's talking seriously. <laughs> Marco be blocking oh, all that numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but guys, uh, we literally just starting just a few minutes after Inter getting the three points against Parma, winning 2-1, back on top of the table, six points away from Milan. So they're getting the job done. There's a lot of people going crazy, especially some Milan fans, because I... I'm talking about the title, saying, is Milan's Scudetto hopes over? And uh, I think it's causing some uh, controversy right now. But uh, before we go into the Serie A action, since we didn't do the podcast last week, I want to refresh everyone's memory a little bit and talk a little bit about the Champions League, talk a little bit about Europe and what's going on over there because there's been a, we're a little disappointed with what happened. Uh, a lot of people are saying we're maybe questioning the quality of the league maybe because uh, all three teams all, all lost. Juventus, okay, maybe you could say uh, Lazio, they played Bayern Munich, the reigning champions. Atalanta played Real Madrid. They expected to win, I guess. But Juve losing to Lyon was kind of unexpected. Do you think, uh, Gaetano, I want to ask you, do you think this is kind of a hiccup? Or do you think maybe this is an indicator of something? Well, we uh, we said that uh, Juventus uh, in the Champions League, in the Champions League, they always struggle. So I'm hoping that uh, the return match, they can perform and do a better performance. Uh, lately, um their performance is not there, and I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, the midfielder is not there. There's nobody really good in midfield that, that can change the game and that can dictate the tempo of the game. Uh, there's nobody like Pirlo. That that's the that's the real problem. Uh, so, yeah, they will they will struggle in Champions League, I think. And also, this is uh, my opinion that uh, Pirlo it doesn't have the experience of uh, the Champions League I think he's okay uh, in the uh, Scudetto but uh, once you get to Champions League I think he does not have the experience uh, and he's got to show me a lot on the return match with Porto wow okay yeah I mean uh, there's a few games in particular, uh, Ryan. Any anyone that stood out uh, other than maybe you're probably gonna say the Juve game, but with Atalanta, Lazio, maybe that was expected. But what did you think about uh, the teams overall? I'll be honest with so. you, Mike. Um, Serie A teams they uh, they seem to you know between Lazio, Juve, too many mistakes made in those matches. Lazio defensively scared, were very right? poor. Juventus defensively were very poor. Bentancourt gave away that first goal in a matter of a few minutes. Second half started, another goal given away in a few minutes. You know, I don't even think, I think it was 20 seconds actually in the second Something half of like that game. That. Was very so close, yeah. there's a lot of mistakes being made in, those, in that first leg of, you know, for both teams, Lazio, Juve. Yeah. Um, and uh, the performances wise, they're very poor. Um, you know, Porto, Juventus should get past Porto, in my opinion. Uh, anybody in the right mind would say the same thing. 
Um, but Porto are one of those teams, as we, as we said. They're not an easy team to get by. Um, so, you know, Juve at home, I could see them come away with a one nothing, 2 nothing, possibly, you know, get past it. But Pirlo needs to fix that team up. That midfield was horrible. Um, and uh, they can't be making those mistakes that they made in the first leg. Same thing goes to Lazio, but Lazio, I think, is a done deal. You know, Bayern, they're, they're way ahead. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I do want to touch, uh, we talked a little bit about Juventus. Yeah, I was disappointed with how Juve's uh, reaction, especially the start of the second half. You think Pirlo would inject something in them because he knows about winning and all that stuff, but we didn't see that. Very poor from Juventus. I do think in the second half they will turn it, but I want to talk a little bit about Atalanta, especially with that red card because I think... I, I think that was a stone cold uh, yellow right. card. He wasn't last man. He hit him from the side. I mean, yeah, I, I was outraged. Gaetano, I, don't, I don't know where this referee is coming from. Yeah, but seriously. Uh, uh, everybody that uh, saw that, uh, I mean, they all said it was not a red card. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not a clear um, goal scoring opportunity. Goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you do that in the beginning of the game. I mean, it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't matter whether it's at the beginning, in the middle, or the end of the game. If it's a red card, it's a red card. But you do not uh, give a red card. Everybody that I talk to, everybody, all the comments that I hear, that was not a red card. Atalanta did an excellent job with 10 players to get to the end, almost the end of the game, with a 0-0. And it would have been a great performance. And they do... uh, I thought that they did. Uh, uh, they they could have done it. What I didn't like, the only thing that I didn't like uh, about uh, Gasperini, he put Ilicic to play, and then 30 minutes later he this took him out. Time. I know he was not. Uh, a couple of times he threw his arms up in the air, and uh, Gasperini told him, "Hey, you know, stop throwing your arms out and run." And it was a little bit. Um, uh, you know, not coming back as fast and not being as aggressive. And he took him out. But he took him out on a corner kick. He took out two people. It was and strange. How they had it. 10 players inside their, their own penalty area. Hello? The basic thing, you need somebody outside the area to, to for somebody to take a shot. And in that case, Ilicic would have been there. Uh, so the timing was wrong on the corner kick and... Uh, because the guy took a shot from outside the area and he was alone. He had no pressure, they nothing. Didn't mark him. If there was just one player there, just standing there, he wouldn't have been able to take the shot and they would have done much better. Yeah, no, Gaetano, I agree with you a lot. I was really proud, even though they did go t- down, uh, which shouldn't they shouldn't have been down. I think they played well. It, it didn't seem like they were playing with one last player. Yes, they had to kind of change their approach. I had to play defensive, which Atalanta don't usually do. So it was a little strange seeing them. But Gasperini was so mad afterwards. I just want to say this quote. Uh, based on the red card, he said, we can't have referees who never played the game and don't know the difference between a challenge and a foul. If they can't tell the difference, they should get a different job. And I'm I'm with uh, Gasperini on here. You're playing against Real Madrid. Not just that, then they're favoring calls towards Real Madrid, an even harder obstacle to do. Like, uh, how much do you have to put against a small team like Atalanta, you know, against odds like uh, a giant like Real Madrid? Uh, stuff like this, could be costly, and now Real Madrid uh, got got a big away goal. So now they're gonna have to go back uh, to the Bernabeu and hopefully turn this over. But 
Well, you need a, you need a one nothing. You need to win one nothing, and yeah. then whatever happens uh, in the overtime or uh, you know penalty, then whatever happens happens. But you need to score a goal and not get one. Yeah, I I totally agree though. As far as Atalanta goes, I you know Gatano, I don't think that was a red card. I, I think you're on the money with that. The ref made a big mistake there. Um, technically, you know, it was a side by side kind of challenge. It wasn't like directly from the back. Meant you know what I mean. Um, but they played excellent. Atalanta played an excellent match for 10 men, and they created chances even with the man down, you know? Right. Uh, Gasparini did a good job. He made the subs right away immediately. Ilicic didn't really do much when he came on. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, but uh, Atalanta with 11 men going to uh, the Bernabeu, it'll be a different game, hopefully. It will. Uh, we talked a little bit about Atalanta. We talked about Juve. Lazio, I expected more. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I get the haven't been in Champions League knockouts in almost two decades. But uh, the way they played, they, they look very nervous. Musacchio's back pass, I think, said it all. After that, it looked like Bayern Munich uh, could have scored any time they had the ball. And, you know... That, that gets me mad because, you know, a team like Lazio shouldn't have any fear even going against regardless who they are. Look at Atalanta. Take a book out of Atalanta's uh, uh, book. Only last year was the first time they won a Champions League. Second year, even though, yeah, they lost, whatever, it was 1-0. It, it seemed like they could have even done something, which you, got me really annoyed. You know Lazio. how much I hate when they pass the ball uh, back yeah, to the goalkeeper. I, I was thinking about I you when they conceded that. that. Yeah. I mean... You do not pass the ball back. Don't put the goalie in a pressure situation. If there is a forward inside the area, don't give the ball back to the keeper. You're putting him in a in a very big. And I have seen it with with the Liverpool goalie. I have seen it with the uh, Bayern Munich goalie. I have seen it with the Juventus goalie. I have seen it with uh, Lazio. I mean, all the best teams that I have seen. They all make this mistake. I mean, Juventus, they, the goalie gives uh, uh, Betancourt the ball right outside the oh, area with this one guy on the left, one guy on the right, one guy behind. What is he going to do? Yeah. You know, if you don't control the ball perfectly, even if you 10 inch, the other team is going to get it. But it's happened so many times. I mean, you want to... You want to give the ball back to the goalkeeper, give him when it's, uh, there's nobody around it for 20 yards, and then you can. But not when they have uh, forwards inside the area. Don't put the goalkeeper in that position. What is the goalkeeper going to do? He's going to kick it up in the air, and most of the time it's going to go to the other team. So th- let the defender do that. Go down the line, and, and uh, if you have nobody to give it to, yeah, uh, I no. totally agree. I mean, it's very dangerous playing in the back like that, you know. And it seems like a lot of the club nowadays they seem to like to, to start from the right. back and work their way up, but yeah. they don't realize. Even Benton Cole, right. you look at that first goal, he yeah. didn't even look to see yeah. if the guy was there yeah. when he gave that ball. And so. then they did it again. Twenty minutes later, they did it again. They gave it to uh, Chesney. Chesney took the ball out. He kicked a very oh, bad. Yeah, I remember and that. The guy got it they right from outside the opportunity. He had another opportunity. Yeah. Almost scored That's another right. goal. I know. I, I, a lot of these it mistakes drives me crazy. <laughs> a lot of these mistakes, I feel like, been happening more and more lately. I feel like not everyone could be playing that kind type of football, especially if it's against uh, in, in a serious competition like the Champions League. But talking, still, still talking about Europe. I want to move into the Europa League a little bit. Uh, we got two out of the three teams that are progressing. Unfortunately, Napoli got knocked out by Granada. 
I was disappointed that I thought I thought they'd handle Granada, but right now Napoli are in a very very difficult uh, difficult situation. They're very back and forth. You don't know what kind of football they're gonna play. Uh, Gattuso sort of on the hot seat. There, there's a lot of stuff going on there. They got had some injuries, some COVID and stuff like that. But um, yeah, wasn't happy with that. Uh, Milan went through by the by the skin on their teeth against Red Star on aggregate goals, but they made it. Roma comfortably beat Braga, so we can have Roma and uh, Milan going through to the next round of the Europa League. Roma are playing Shakhtar, and Milan, of course, are playing Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> These boys better be ready for that good smacking. We're gonna give them. You better be ready. I mean, right, Milan. I can only imagine your face when Milan drew. Bro, I was uh, laughing. I was laughing. First thing I did was call Antonio, and he shit himself. So <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. You know, um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I'm not going to say much. We'll just leave it at that. Well, what do we think? Any uh, a little early prediction? Get down. I want to hear you first uh, for Milan, man. Uh, you uh, and then I can't Roma, wait. Shakhtar too. Roma, Shakhtar's a pretty good t- uh, team, also. Yeah, Let's two not two great games. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that. Um, Milan wakes up because lately they uh, they're struggling. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that after. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So this is going to be a big uh, big game for them. They're a young team and they're going to have to grow uh, up real fast. Otherwise, uh, you know, Man United is going to be a long long game for them. Uh, for um, for Roma. Um, uh, the, the Roma, I would like, is Zeko, is Zeko going to be around? Because he, he, he was hurt, yeah, right? Yeah, he should be around. He's pr- uh, expected to make uh, those legs, so okay. hopefully. So hopefully with uh, Zeko, somebody up front, I mean, Shakhtar is, uh, is a very tough, very tough team. Very quick team. Yeah, yeah, they're very tough. We saw it against Inter, too. Right, and they have a lot of international players yeah. and on that team, a lot of skills, a lot of uh, speed. Uh, very tough uh, for Roma, very, very tough. Um, for the two Italian teams, oh, mamma mia, <laughs> it's it's gonna be um, a real, real uh, challenge. Yeah, Gaetano, I agree with you. I think both teams are it's gonna be like a 50 50. I think Shakhtar is really underrated. Maybe a lot of people don't rate them, but I've seen Shakhtar over the years and they're a team to be uh, messed with for sure. I go 60 40 for uh, Man United and 60 40 for Shakhtar. Wow, wow, 60. You put put them more, okay, wow. Uh, I, I think don't think it's, it's a fifty-fifty. You don't think so? No. I th- I think it's uh I think it's pretty even, but I wouldn't be surprised by any team going. Like I said from that, Ryan, I'd ask you, but I feel like I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, hey, you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, according to him, there's no competition. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What competition, Gatano? I mean, oh, I could go pick up a group of guys out of park that'll play better than this Milan team right now. They lost to Spezia. They tied on the knee state. They were lucky with a goal in the last minute, a penalty, of course, thanks to the ref. And, you know, they, they couldn't, they barely got past Red Star. No, they, 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 at this point, uh, this time, they are, they're struggling. I mean, yeah, I'm going to move on to uh, Serie A now since we're talking yeah. about Milan. They have been struggling a lot. We just saw Mar- uh, Ryan was hinting at a little bit. They tied with Udinese, and I, I guess you can say lucky they got a draw at the end because uh, the Udinese players were playing handball or something. They were playing basketball. I don't know how the, how he were. You looked like he was reaching for the ball. Crazy, and Milan ended up leveling it. Kessia, we all know he's a fantastic penalty taker and they ended up getting 1-1 but we know Ibrahimovic he's he's uh, had an injury he's gonna be out for the next few games three or four games 
But uh, Milan right now, they're not looking good. I have a stat here. Their past six games in all competition, they only won one game. And if you're fighting for the Scudetto, that is not acceptable one bit. Milan looking like a complete different side uh, from a few months ago. I, Gaetano, I don't know if you want to add something because this is appalling to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have never seen any defender raise the arm so high I mean, not even in the park it's when crazy, we play in right? the park. I mean, this guy's end was all the way up like this. He was dunking. I mean, when you go up for a header, you go like this. Okay, it could hit your arm. It's a penalty. But I've never seen anybody going uh, going like this. Where is he going for a slung dunk? I mean, <laughs> I've never seen it, not even in the park. So what what was this guy thinking? <laughs> he, he looked like he did it like he, he did it on purpose. He, I mean, there was. Um, the, the the game uh, they gave him five minutes of uh, extra time, and with thirty seconds to go, the ball was down on the uh, on AC Milan's area. I said, okay, the game is over. When he got to the five minutes, it was on the fifty. The ball was on the right, on the left left, uh, l- left wing. The game is over. So the referee, of course, we never know. He said five minutes, so he makes the uh, the cross into the area. And the game is over, and this guy, I don't know where he came from. So um, AC Milan, got uh, he, they got lucky to, to get this point. Uh, they have lost, uh, in 2021, they lost four games. So um, it's not, um, it doesn't look, if you want to go for, like you said, for the championship, you need to, to have a better performance than that. Uh, Ibra is hurt, but uh, he's allowed. He's a good dancer, so you guys are gonna see him dance. Um, he's allowed to dance, but he's not gonna play. So, wow, <laughs> he's at Sanremo. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, you wanna go a little bit? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do believe that was a penalty in the last minute. I mean, I, no, as you said, I don't know what that guy. Was no, doing. it was. It a was penalty. I, I don't know what that guy was doing. Yeah. Who knows? mind. Me personally watching that, I'm assuming Milan might have paid him before the match. Said, "Listen, do us a favor at the end of the game for I not mean, winning." It was, it was pretty crazy. The game was um, over. Yeah, there was no, there was absolutely no need for that um, at the moment. But let's be honest here: the Milan really deserve three points out of that match too. I don't think they did. No, I, I really don't think they did. But I, I didn't think they played well enough so, uh, to get the three points. Right. I guess you could say a draw was a uh, pretty fair, but the way it happened, you'd be like, "Well, highway this, robbery okay. or something." Yeah, and this Milan is not the Milan you've seen coming into 2021. Exactly. Pioli had a different team in 2020. You know what I mean? The yeah. start of the season, and and they were they were winter champions, whatever the case was. As I said, they weren't going to be consistent, and they proved me right here. You know what I mean? Look at their past performances. Six matches, they only won one game. That's that's poor if you're competing for a title. You know? Yeah. Um. So, but then again, in the beginning of the year, I never expected Milan to compete for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, they their goal should be top four. But right now, I would be quite concerned if you even make the top four with the way you perform. Uh, okay, um, yeah. If they would have lost uh, that game, uh, yeah, it would have been tough. Um. I, I still I still think they're gonna be uh they'll be able to do that in the top four. You think top four? I I yeah. think so too. I want to talk a little bit. There's a lot of people talking about Milan with penalties, getting penalties, getting penalties, and I was like, wow, they're getting some penalties. So I looked up some stats, and so far they have 16 penalties in the Serie A season, 
with 13 Serie A games remaining. To put something in perspective, last season, Lazio finished the Serie A with the most penalties, 38 games, obviously, for a season. And they ended up with 18 penalties. So two more than what Milan have. And Milan still have 13 Serie A games to go. So that's pretty crazy. I mean, it, sh it shows that they do, uh, they're always in the box. And it seems like they have a lot of quick and flurry players so they can draw those fouls. I just found that pretty, pretty insane uh, considering there's so many games left in the season. I don't know if you guys wanted to add to that, but there's a lot. There was a lot of controversy saying, "Oh, Milan always get penalties, always get penalties." But I mean, for the most part, uh, other than uh, what happened the other time, for the most part, I guess it's merited all the penalties penalties they get. Mike, you know, if if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, for 100%. example, the one against Udinese, that's a penalty. You got to count that. No, no, definitely a penalty. But I see these yeah. refs given penalties that should not be given. There's some but that are very soft. Milan. I say just in general. No, no, in general, in general I'm talking. I'm yeah, talking in yeah. general. That's fair. But there's penalties being given that shouldn't be given. They're very soft or whatever the case may, yeah. may be, unintentional, whatever it is. But when you have VAR and you look over and you call certain plays a pen, you know, there's a lot of controversy Especially going around that. Especially when you have the technology to check it over. But yeah. that's my point is, yeah. they're very inconsistent. 100%. You can't give a handball yeah. that's I unintentional mean, here. But the, uh, the penalty, Roma uh, against Milan, the Fazio... Penalty with Calabria. I mean, the guy is going outside of the yeah, area. I mean, Fa Fazio was an idiot. But the guy is going outside of the area. He's on the line. He's got, he goes, there's no way that you, you can... Have a clear goal-scoring opportunity. You're saying something like that, right? Yeah, and the guy, I think he touched the ball, Fazio. I mean, I would have to go visit it again and look at it again. But uh, is that really a, a penalty? But anyway... No, no, yeah, I, I mean, for the majority, I think people are just, I feel like people are overreacting because they have twice as many as a second place team that mm -hmm. has as many penalties. So I guess Milan are doing uh, some things right in terms of being in the box, but they definitely got to pick up this form, if, especially against Europa League, against Manchester United, if they want to represent uh, Serie A well. But, well uh, they'll, they'll perform better against Man United. I hope when so. When you play a better team, you play better also. That's true, that's true. Uh, moving on away from Milan, we want to talk about another team that's kind of inconsistent too. We got to talk a little bit about Juventus this season. Uh, Juve this season has had one of the worst records in over a decade with Pirlo. There's been a lot of criticism. Uh, Gaetano, you were talking a little bit about Pirlo with Champions League and experience and stuff like that. Uh, but they're so they're so topsy turvy. You never really know what's gonna happen. Uh, Elas Verona, we we know they drew one one against them. Uh, they beat they did beat Spezia three zero, but it's like it's like you're pulling teeth with uh, with them. Uh, they're not performing well. We also found out Bentancur has been tested positive for COVID nineteen. Hopefully, he gets back uh, soon. And there's been a lot of problems for Juventus. Uh, in Champions League, as we saw, and now in Serie A with a new coach, did you guys expect uh, Juve to be to be in th this many holes of problems, or did you think uh, you know it was more of a rough patch or something like that, and it wasn't be it would be as bad as they're experiencing right now? No, I thought uh, for the campion for the uh, scudetto for yeah. the championship they were gonna do much better than this. Yeah, uh, I think because of the players that they have. Yeah, but I saw them against Spezia. They had no energy, no idea whatsoever, no creativity. 
uh, I mean, I was really disappointed the way they played against Spezia. Um, saying that, uh, they probably have one of the best defense. If you see the goal scores against, I think they have the best. So the defense is is performing. Uh, Ronaldo is the leading scorer. The guy seems to to find a way to score a, a goal all the time. But a midfield, a midfield, uh, there's nobody, there's nobody in midfield that can dictate the tempo of the game. There's nobody. I mean, Betancourt keeps going right and Rabiot. left, right and left. Mom, but can you see once vertical and give a nice pass inside? They don't break the lines. A, they don't break the I mean, four Rabiot, lines. Rabiot, uh, to me, uh, is not a Juventus player. Betancourt. Uh, so there is nobody in midfield that is good enough. I think McKinney helps the most in terms of yeah, that. McKinney, because the guy never stops running, exactly. so he's good defensively, offensively, even always makes the run so even though he might not get the ball but at least he creates uh, opportunities he creates uh, for the other yeah. uh, for the other players there is no you, you needed a, a pillow yeah. right now in the middle of the field which you don't have no yeah I agree Ryan what do you think about Juventus just this season in general yeah I, you know I agree with Gatano I mean in the start of the year for a team that's won nine in a row new manager lack of experience I, I, I didn't expect them to you know keep up all the way with Inter, you know, especially saying that Inter doesn't have much to worry about besides the Scudetto at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I would have expected them to have done a lot better to be closer. Um, you know, right now at the moment, you know, the midfield seems to be a big problem for uh -huh. Juve. Uh, defensively, Gatano, you're on the money. Chiellini's playing excellent football for his age, you know what I mean? When he's been, a few matches that he's came on, he, you know, he's locked Lukaku down, best striker right now in Italy. He's He's performed well. You have the league. You have Demiral. Defensively, I'm not too worried about Juve. But that midfield seems to be a big issue. Benton Core makes a lot of mistakes. Rabiot chooses a game that he wants to perform well. The other three, four games, he doesn't perform. You need a guy that's consistent in that midfield. McKenney, yes, he he gives you 110%. You know, that you get you get a lot out of him, a lot more out of him than what you get out of the other guys. Uh, they, they need something there. I don't know what's missing, but they need a guy to come in to, to move the ball around and and because there's not enough being created in that midfield and, and and taking the ball up, Ronaldo can't do it on his own either. I hear people saying Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo cannot do. It. He's not a one man show. The guy's 35. He's not a one man show. He needs a little bit of help too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. Uh, and I had a question here. Uh, what do we think about Pirlo? Do we see a future with Juventus and Pirlo, or do we see something maybe? Maybe it's something that that isn't gonna be worked out. Something's like, oh, he wasn't he wasn't a player, a person that that we expected to bring Juve to the next level to do something like this. Or do you think it, it's a project that they're willing to build out the next two and three years and see how it pans out from there? Well, because uh, uh, it's the, difficult. The, if he if he goes out of the Champions League on the next round, I mean, with uh, with Porto, that yeah. that's uh, what do you think? You know, because Ronaldo is not going to be around for uh, for a long time. I don't know if he's going to be around even next year, to tell you the truth. I don't know what he's thinking, but if he doesn't see uh, the improvement in the middle of the field, they might decide that, uh, to to leave. And uh, uh, with, uh, with Juventus, you need to win. Yeah. If you don't win, you know, you're, you're out. I mean, look at Allegri. The guy won five years in a row and he was out. 
Uh, so it's tough, tough, very tough. If you were on Nearly, and if you were... I wouldn't have taken Pirlo. Okay, I'm saying you're already there. <laughs> you're in his shoes now. What, what would you do if he gets knocked out by Porto? Do you keep him? Do you make this um do you make this a project? Do you just be like oh just one year or wait till the bill? What do you do? Well, I, uh, I'm not in the locker room and so I don't know what's going on in the locker room. I'm uh-huh. not sh- I, I'm not sure if the players uh, they're all with him. If um if you don't have the players with you, then you got to be out. If the players uh, they're all together and they say let's give him a you know another chance uh, maybe he can uh, he can go but i have heard from um, a few players that, that they're not happy with him i mean with, with the, the way i think he's got ronaldo on his side i, I definitely think he has a locker room with him yeah. i don't think that's i a think problem. ronaldo's on his side but i think that uh, some of the players um it might be the old timers maybe players that play with him they're not that excited the way is uh, you know the way he's handling the team. I mean, there's a lot of question marks for you of it uh, in general. Uh, we obviously hope they uh, pass through Porto, obviously, and for the rest of the season, uh, them getting a top four finish, I think that's their main goal. Because Scudetto, like, okay, there's some quotes I, I wanted to bring up. Zlatan said, uh, "We're gonna be back in first. He said that uh, in San Remo. Uh, Pirlo also said it's not over yet. We could still win the Scudetto. So that's where my next question was kind of going. Inter, six points in first ahead of Milan. Do we see an Inter, obviously only in one competition, do we see Inter uh, running away with this or do we see them kind of slipping away? Being the advantage, they're only in one competition. And being that Milan's still in your uh, in Europa League and Juventus is still in Champions League, do we see uh, Milan uh, Inter slipping up and Milan or Juve kind of catching up? What do we think about this? Because there's a lot of questions if Inter could really do this. I think Inter ran away already. You think it's over? I think it's done. I think it's a wrap. I, don't I know. mean, Juventus they seem now they want to get past Porto. I would you know I would put my focus towards the Champions League at the moment. Um, wow. As far as Milan goes. Milan, you know, there's 13 games left though, Ryan. I just want to say. Yeah, but you got to understand, you got to look at the performance wise. The way Inter is playing, they look unstoppable. They just smacked Milan 3 nothing. But, oh, yeah. They yeah. just smacked them. Milan don't look like Milan, the Milan that we've seen coming in. They, you know, they were the team where it was like, wow, this is a fairy tale. We, ne- we didn't think Milan were going to be this good. 2021 hits, they just started, to, they, they took it down, they went downhill. But how about but, you, there? Do you say the same thing? Do you wrap up and just Juventus, focus on Juventus, there's a possibility. League? But I do think Juventus is going to go ahead of Milan. I, I do. I think Milan, they're not going to finish second. Um, but if you ask me about Inter, I think Inter's won the Scudetto already. I don't think anybody's going to catch up to Inter. Wow. Gaetano, I, I, I disagree with you. I think it's still going to go closer. I don't think it's going to be six points. And I think well, the gap's going to be way closer. If... Uh, if Juventus goes through and Milan goes through it, in the Champions it, League, in, yeah, and the Europa League, it becomes easier for Inter. Of if both teams are out, then um, and they just concentrate on the championship, then it's going to be tough for Inter because if they if they lose a game, then, then AC Milan is going to be right there. The thing with AC Milan is that Ibra now is out for what twenty days. Yeah, he's going to miss at least the next three uh, games. So that's uh, that's very tough uh, because they need the uh, the leadership in the field. I know uh, you know outside the field it's going to be there, but they needed that that leadership inside the field. I think it's going to be tough. 
No, I, I, I agree with you, uh, Gaetano. Uh, I do think Inter is going to win the league, but I don't think it's wrapped up yet. I think it's going to be tighter. Uh, Inter, there's no way Inter can just go unstoppable, keep winning, winning games. You know, we all know how tough the Serie A is. Everyone's going to be grabbing draws, maybe a loss every now and then. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tight uh, towards the end. Uh, let's move on a little bit from here. Talking about some crazy teams. We talked a little bit about before. Napoli tied 3-3 with Sassuolo. We talked about how they got eliminated by Granada in uh, Europa League. And Napoli, man, this season... <sighs> There's reports that Gattuso is going to stay till the end of the season. Napoli, we all thought we were going to win the game. Sassuolo ended up getting a late penalty, Manolas with a foul, which I thought was a little bit soft, to be honest. And I'm not just saying that because it's Manolas. Come on. I thought it was a little <laughs> bit soft. I thought it was a little bit soft. These penalties are getting called too easily. But Napoli, just in general, Gattuso threw his jacket uh, after the after they got the penalty, after they uh, conceded. Uh, Insigne apparently was cursing out the team. He got mad. He was screaming, hit some billboards and stuff like that. Do you guys think, even though the reports are saying, even Ludovico saying, we're keeping uh, Gattuso till the end. What do we think? Because I don't know. I feel like a couple more bad performances, I think Gattuso's going to get the boot. I don't think they're going to wait till the end of the season to make the decision just because how bad the situation's happening uh, right there now. Well, let's see uh, where they are, where's, uh, where's Napoli is in the... So Napoli has uh, got uh, 44 points. And Roma has got 47 points. Napoli is in sixth place. But they have a game but in hand too. Napoli has a, a game in hand yeah. with uh, Juventus, which they're going to play the 17th of yes, March. Yes, that's right, officially. If we, they were to win that game, they will go to 47. They but Juventus, it's not uh, easy. You're saying they will be tied win. for fifth place, let's say. There will, yeah. will only be a, a couple of points from fourth place. Only two points. So is it that so, horrible or do you think people are overreacting? So, uh, no, you you don't change Gattuso now. I mean, you let the guy go all the way, and especially he's still in in the running for uh, for the Champions League. I I didn't see the game, but I know that Insigne scored in the 90th minute, and then in the 95th minute they uh, they tied the game, and Insigne he was uh, he says some very very harsh words yeah, uh, uh, against team. against the team and. Uh, uh, that doesn't look good and uh, this is when the team starts splitting up and when the locker room starts splitting up and uh, nobody's talking they have a silence nobody's do doing any interview uh, this is of course from the president uh, I feel bad for Gattuso because he's really working very very hard and he's really really trying very very hard you got to give him a list at the, the end of the season. Let him uh, run it out. I mean, and then and then you'll see what happens. But it's a tough uh, tough situation to be in right now. I you know speaking on Napoli, yes, the performance wise haven't been up to task. But uh, you know Gattuso is being criticized. You know I think it's a little too harsh. To be honest with you. Um, the guy is, you know, he's a motivator. I like his, you know, his hunger to win matches and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, I can't really blame the guy. He's not being supported. Napoli, they need to, they need to give him the support he needs. They need to, you know, buy players. They, you know, Napoli right now, they don't seem to have, they signed Patania. You know, Patania hasn't done nothing. Oshiman, he didn't do nothing. You know, he's been in more, had more injuries than anything else. So, you know, he needs support. 
before you criticize the guy, support him, see how he does, and then you take it from there. Not to mention, he's right there in the top four. Napoli are not supposed to win the Scudetto this year. If you ask me, I would tell you, you're out of your mind. So, no, I took him for top four at the beginning of the four, year. Top four, right, and he's right there. That's why yeah, I sure. I believe the criticism the criticism yeah. is a little too harsh at the moment. It's important the game with Juventus. What happens in that game? Yeah, you know it's important for Juventus if they want to get closer to the second place, and it's it's very important for them if they want to go into the Champions League. I mean, we talked uh, how you talked about Juventus too. Uh, the game against Juventus too. They're saying he was on thin ice, and Gattuso ended up winning that game one zero. Right. But it shows that the team right. is still by his side because after the win, they all ran a Gattuso, you know. Right. And poor Gattuso, I love him so much. That guy always looks nervous. He's always like stressed. That guy's growing more gray hair by the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's not completely on him. The team's really not performing that good, like how Ryan right. was saying previously. Uh, they had, you know, having injuries with a lot of uh, COVID stuff. Uh, Oshiman, he's been injured, had a COVID back and forth. Uh, he's on another injury. So it's a little lopsided. He was supposed to be their star striker, but he's not panning out how he's supposed to be. And kind of Mertens and Betania well, sort of taking his role. Well, they missed Mertens because he got hurt. Yeah. Oshiman did something stupid, yeah. very stupid. And so they missed, uh, he was out for a long period of time. So, yeah. Yeah. It's Th- those, those two players, they. They really missed them. Yeah, we're hoping the best for Napoli for the rest of the season. We like we like them a lot. We all know Ludovico. I'm sure it's hurt by all these results. So we talk we talk every now and then. We we say how uh, what he thinks about Napoli, but he's confident with Gattuso. He he does think uh, he's gonna stay to the end of the season, which is good. But uh, top four is definitely their objective, and if they can secure that, I think that would be a big success, uh, uh, considering all the obstacles that they had uh, this season. But uh, moving on. To the top of the table, we got to talk about Inter Milan. There's so many comments talking about, guys, go to Inter, go to Inter. Inter are looking good. We just saw them against uh, Parma. Uh, They won 2-1. Lukaku, man, I I feel like I I don't have enough words of praise. He is so good. He's probably been their best purchase the past 10 years. He does it all. He runs, he assists, he scores, he holds up play. He's such a team player. He's so unselfish. He can do anything, I feel like. It's so so hard to mark him. He's just a lovable guy. It's hard to hate. It's hard to hate him unless your team's playing against them. Uh, he's incredible, Gaetano. Do you sh- do you share the same like uh, the uh, affection I share with Lukaku? No, it's just amazing uh, watching him play. Yeah, I do. I mean, the the guy does it a week uh, week in and week out. I mean, he gets the ball before the midfield, and the guy takes off like a train, it's and crazy. nobody can stop him. And I'm talking. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about against Parma. He did it against uh, Milan. I mean, he does it against the top clubs. The guy is incredible. The uh, speed that he gets once he takes off, and nobody can stop him. And the other thing is, uh, okay, he scored. He's number two on the um, goal scorer. On yeah. the goal scorer, but he's also number two in assist. He has seven assists. And the top, the top people have eight assists. Um, I think is um, a player from Lazio. He's actually uh, he's tied with uh, 
He's tied in assists with uh, Chalanolu Mikitarian. Right. So with eight eight assists. Oh, he's got an eight. He's oh, got maybe eight with assists. the one from today. Yeah, maybe the to one eight. today. So yeah. he's number one. That's with, crazy. And he's a Mickey, striker. Yeah, with Miki and uh, Chalanolu, whose their job is right. to send assists. Right. So you got a striker that's doing everything. That you, not, not only the guy is a fantastic uh, scorer, he's number two, but he's also an assist man. And he showed that today. Number one, number one. But nine. I'm gonna say yeah. something, and uh, oh you see if both of you react. What what, what you agree? Okay. I would say right now, Lukaku is uh, in Europe. We're talking about is the top in is in the top three forward in Europe. I was about to say you're not far off. I would put him top five in the world right now. Lukaku for me, top five in the world, best in Italy at the moment. I'm, you know, truly surprised. Okay. So I will put him top three in Europe as a best forward, and I put him number one as MVP. Wow, okay. Wow. I mean, Gaetano, I, I think I agree with you. I, I say top three. Even though he doesn't have the most goals, you, you said it yourself, he's scoring, he's assisting, you know, number because one it, in assist as a striker. That's incredible. Because People Ryan, don't realize. He is number one also in assist. Right. Not yeah. only scoring is number two, but in assist is number one. For he's striker, got eight, that's unheard of. He's dude. got eight assists. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I totally understand that. Gaetano, for me, though, the problem is the same way he's doing it in, you know, in the Serie A, he should have done it in the Champions League as well. That's my belief. That's why yeah, I don't rate him okay. in the top three. Right. In Champions League, uh, yeah, he did not. Uh, he did not. He you know had the I mean? chance. He didn't and he even did not exist perform, in the Champions League. How much could he do at the end of the day? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but Mike, Mike, you see how he's performing in the Serie A. The guy is unbelievable. Best in Italy right now. Best strike in Italy. But kind of, um, he started picking up this form uh, the past few months. I would yeah, say, but in terms of. Inter playing incredible. I think Inter really gelled since, you know, they had, they had a new team in the beginning of the season. So maybe we can start judging their Champions League journey, you know, tougher teams, maybe next season. Since right now, it seems like Inter know each other, know their teammates very well. They're gelled. And yeah, I get that he didn't perform in Champions League. Uh, but I, I still feel like it was fairly new. He had a new team. Uh, Hakimi was new. Some midfielders were new. I mean, and in the beginning, I think I want to I cut him some slack still. Yeah, yeah. But in the beginning of the year, I, I, I wouldn't have thought I'd be saying what I'm saying now. No, no, 100%. Top five in the world right now for me, Lukaku, striker. Gatano, top three, though, for me to be in the top three, you got to be like Lewandowski. You got to do it in the league. You got to do it in the Champions League. You got to do it. That's well, fair. That's fair. Lewandowski, I put him as a number one. Yeah. Yeah, Lewandowski is unreal. Where do you put Ronaldo, Gaetano? Top three. Top three? And who, Messi? Where does Messi rank? Well, Messi right now, this year... Yeah, is, I is guess not, he fell a little you bit. You know, right? the, the team is not doing really the way they should be performing. Mm -hmm. I, I know that maybe Mappé is, should be up there. You know, uh, Mappé is, 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 should He's be great. up there. Yeah. Let's give him uh, Messi, you know, this year. They're not in, in the first place. Uh, they're struggling a little bit this year. So, yeah, those are the Lewandowski, uh, Lukaku, Mappé, uh, you know, Ronaldo. Those are the, the top Right now. I want to talk a little bit more about Inter. Just uh, th They've been on fire on form. I got a crazy stat. Their past six Serie A games, they have six wins. They have 17 goals scored and only two goals conceded, which is... Unbelievable. I, I can't even think of the word. That is absolutely incredible numbers. 
this is a team we, we've said a countless amount of times, uh, even in the past things. You know, if you concede the less, uh, least amount, usually, uh, you usually win the Scudetto. Juve obviously have the best defense, but uh, Inter's getting there in terms of not conceding that many goals. It looks like Handanovic really picked up Bastoni, Skriniar, De Vrij, really looking like a great uh, uh, three back line. And uh, Conte's having this formation, and it's really working for him. Perisic, incredible. He kind of transformed him as a wing back. We said uh, Perisic is a winger, he's not a wing back, but Conte really gelled him there, and he's looking good. He's a starter over Ashley Young. Uh, and right now, I think. Inter are the team to beat. If you want to win the Scudetto, you're going to have to knock points off Inter. And right now, they're, they're the best team, in, uh, best team in Italy. And I can't wait next season in the Champions League how they're going to fare against uh, the big dogs in Europe. Because right now, it's so fun watching them play. They're playing great football overall. But um, yeah, for what, what do you think about just I mean, just a de defense and attack? Listen, they, they're doing it defensively. They're doing it. Yeah, I, their midfield's incredible. Conte, what are they missing right now? Conte figured it out. That, that's Congratulations what I'm to Conte because Conte figured it out. He's, he's doing it Conte, all. Conte right last year, he you know he kind of had it up and down. Yeah. They got Ericsson. He didn't know how to use Ericsson. He figured now how to put Ericsson in that lineup. Ericsson's been playing great football. Bastoni's been great. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he seemed to do it. Barella is the best midfielder in Italy right sure. now. Yeah. So, Conte, you know, no, he got it right. He's got Lukaku, best striker in Italy. He's got the best midfield in Italy, in my opinion, at the moment. Um, and then defensively, they're right there with Juve. You know, as you said, yeah. Bastoni, Divide, and Skriniar, they've been great. Yeah. Handanovic, he's been diving for the ball lately. I, You know, I've never seen Handanovic dive as much in my life, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, he made some incredible yeah, saves yeah. against so, uh, AC Milan in the beginning of the second half. But, um, you know, like Giuseppe Rossi said it, I believe he said it here, right, at IFTV, that, uh, prediction? Uh, that, that Conte is a master at winning championships, but um, not at the Champions League. I mean, uh, I agree with that. There's a lot of comments that are saying, oh, they're doing good now because they're not in Europe. How much would that weigh in? If, say, say they exited, say they're in the same, say they're still in Europe, whether it be Euro uh, Europa League or Champions League, do, do, would we see Inter still putting up these numbers, still playing good? Because a lot of them are saying, even Marco was saying that uh, Conte is best when he has one game a week. Yeah, I mean... It, do we uh, still do we agree I, with I, that, I, or I what do we that, think? I think there's a lot to, that goes into that. I mean, I, I heard that, was it... Uh, it was one of the coaches, uh, I'm not sure if it was Gattuso that said it. I mean, if you're playing every three days and you have a game, uh, one, day, one day you have to rest you know for sure then the second day you have to practice and then then you have to travel so how much can you practice you could actually you practice maybe one one time uh, a week you know uh, one time every three days and that practice uh it's not that could be really if you have a whole week you know you rest for one day hey you got five six days to to practice really intense and uh, and you can practice uh, physically, you can practice tactically, you can you know you can practice everything with five six days of yours. The other way, you have one day, and, and if you're traveling in Europe and you got to take a plane and you're sleeping in a hotel and then yeah, it's a lot. It takes a lot. So at that point, you're gonna have to have a turnover. When you have a turnover, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. 
for Inter, you know, they concentrate, they, they got the base now, maybe they change one player, they got uh, Sanchez instead of Lutaro, then the game, the team is still structured pretty good, maybe you make one more change, you bring in Darmian instead of, but you know, the structure is there. Uh, but do, you, should we, you know, from it, the goalie yeah. to the center midfielder, to the, the to the striker, you know, you got that uh, that that uh, in the middle, very yeah. very strong. But because people are saying, oh, Mike's an Inter fan, Mike's an Inter fan, is am I praising them too much based on that? Uh, considering they're out, or do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, am I overpraising them? Considering well, you know, uh, why are you praising them? They got knocked out of wrong. Europe early. I know, I know but you we're know? talking about right now. We're talking about the championship, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're talking well, about. We got to consider Scudetto. that too. Also, they are six points. I mean, you looked uh, a month ago. They, you know, AC Milan was uh, was in first place. Uh, you know, you looked at uh, now they're six points ahead. That's a big. That's a big gap. That's a big That's gap. Two losses right there. In, in, you know, in a in a. In a matter of I mean, AC Milan was always a, a champion, uh, uh, winter champions. You know they they uh, now it's six points, it's not one point, two points. It's six points. You know, that's that's two games. That's a lot of points. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, Ryan. Do you want to add something now? Yeah, based you know, on the my, competitions. Going back to what you were saying, though, you know, Inter at this point in time, they're expected to win the Scudetto. Because that's their only, you know, competition exactly. that they're in at the moment. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. Sometimes when you're only in one competition and you're expected to win, there's a lot of pressure thrown on you. That's true. And then that could cause you to slack. Do I see that happening at the moment? I don't. The, the way they're playing is unreal. Um, but you can never doubt that, too, at the same time. Because I've seen it happen plenty of times where pressure is thrown on teams, coaches, players, and they, they don't do up. well under yeah. pressure. So. I mean, uh, well said, uh, Ryan. I want to, you're talking a little bit about Barella. It's interesting because I had something in my notes uh, talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Marcello Lippi, he had, a, he had a little interview and he said, right now, Nicolo Barella is the best Italian player. Uh, I think he he's definitely one of them. Uh, what, what do you, Gaetano, what do you think about that? And guys, let me know in the comments below too. I'll be reading some over here. Sorry, I'm trying to switch the angle so I can't be reading all the comments. But uh, who do you think is the best Italian player that's performing right now? Who would you I, give I, it to? I would agree with that. I would I would say that Baralla is, uh, is right now is the best. He does it all. The guy defends, he midfields, and he, and he, goes, uh, and he goes forward. Uh, he never stops running. Um, he has scored a couple of goals. You know what else can you expect uh, from uh, from this kid? He does it all. So he, to me, uh, he, he is the best Italian right now. Okay. And if I gave, if Tazzuri were playing the Euro finals tomorrow, the final, what would your starting midfield be? What would yours be? Uh, I'll let you think about that for a second. I'll let Ryan. Uh, I, I'll ask Ryan the same question about Barella. Who do you think is the best uh, Italian player right now? It's got to be Barella. I mean, you look what he's doing. The the guy's amazing. He's involved in both defensively, offensively. Uh -huh. He goes in for some nice tackles. He's he's aggressive and he's not a big midfielder. He's, he's a small guy yeah. and he's playing great, man. You, you you see the balls that he gives. He creates a lot up top. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of credit to him. I think right now he's the best Italian midfielder at the moment. Okay, so how about I don't player? know if he's the best. A, a lot of Italian Milan fans are saying Donnarumma, Donnarumma. 
Donnarumma's, I feel like he's always been up here, but maybe we're saying it's tough. I think it's tough. Yeah, best Italian midfielder at the moment. As far as player, yeah, I don't you know if you could rate him as the best national team player at the moment. Give that's, me some that's, suggestions that you had in your I mean, head. you look at PSG, they got Verratti over there, and he he's a great midfielder too. You know, yeah. you've seen what he does in the Champions League. He's a great midfielder. Um, he's one. I Moise put him Keen's up there. Performing, I wouldn't. Moise Keane, he wouldn't be in that no, category he yet. Wouldn't be, but he's, he's getting there. But he wouldn't be. Not, he wouldn't be in that category yet. Uh, Immobile, maybe. You could probably who? Immobile, possibly. He plays well for Lazio. Yeah, I, I don't know if he. I can't really compare him though to Barella at the moment. I, for me, Donnarumma. Yes, he's the keeper. Probably, you know, if you're gonna go by the most valuable player, be him. But yeah. uh, for me, I think Barella probably Barella. the best. I definitely think he's uh, up there. Him, Donnarumma, uh, Verratti, I think, has been performing uh, very good in PSG. Even, shout out to Florenzi. Florenzi, uh, he's been hopping around clubs. I think he's been playing uh, very good. Him, Oiskin, and Verratti, I feel like they made a nice little Italian connection over there. And I think they're real starters, which is good. Pochettino uh, found found some good players. And uh, for that Zuri, it's going to be uh, very tough. But I wanted to jump back because it was there's a lot of questions about the, who would you you start for the Azzurri's midfield if they played tomorrow. Who would it be, Gaetano? If well, without hesitation, Jorginho in the middle and Barella to the right. Have you been watching Chelsea? You like know. I can't, I can't really say for Jorginho. If no, I haven't. I'm just going by okay. by uh, you know the. Uh, what I've seen in the past, yeah, you know, I don't watch Chelsea every day, so I don't know if he's performing. But from the past and from his reputation and the way he was playing, I will put jo- Jorginho in front of the the defense and Barella to the right. The other midfielder, uh, uh, depending how Italy's playing, it could be uh, Verratti. Even though Verratti and Jorginho, they kind, uh, kind of uh, a little similar. Yeah, they're v- very similar. I'll, if you're playing, I mean, if you're playing with, uh, uh, sometimes I know that they play with two people in front of the defense. Yeah, exactly. Two so, older mids. Two older midfielders. So if you play with two, it could be Verratti and Jorginho. I think that would be better. If you're playing with three midfielders. You probably need somebody else on, on the left. I know Locatelli did well in one or two games. Uh, mm. um, I wanted to bring up a maybe unpopular opinion, but I feel like Lore- Lorenzo Pellegrini, I feel yeah. like he's improved yeah. a lot. I feel Lore- like whenever Lorenzo he plays, did, he changes the game for yeah, Roma. Lorenzo did well. I think he deserves uh, maybe even to be uh, getting a getting a, a bunch of minutes for that Zuri, even though it's a good problem I have, you know, with Azzurri with so many uh, midfield options. I think mm-hmm. Pellegrini is carrying his own way. He's the captain for Roma right now. And whenever I see him play, he always impresses me. And he has that that toughness. He yells. He's very vocal. And he knows how to score too. So he's he's a leader, I think. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what Mancini comes up with. I mean, if you play in the 4-2-3-1, the two could be Jorginho and Verratti. And then the three up front... It could be Barella, Pellegrini, and Chiesa. I mean, they are, you have a lot. Of, I don't know if I'm forgetting yeah. anybody. Well, people uh, are saying Gromel is right here. Uh, who? The, uh, someone was saying in the comments, uh, Pessina, who's also have put a good foot with Atalanta. Yeah. Since Papu Gomez left, I feel like he sprouted. He's been a consistent starter. I'm seeing good things from him. Yeah, maybe not a starter yet, but someone to keep an eye on. I think he's been uh, pretty good, even in Europe for uh, for Atalanta. So he's de- definitely good. Uh, and uh, there's a lot, a lot of talent in that midfield for that Zuri. But I just think there's so much talent altogether. Yeah. O- overall. Yeah. Uh, but you would go with uh, Verratti if you had a pick maybe, or you th- you're thinking depending on the opponent. 
If it's Barella, you said Barella, Barella Giorginio, I have then, no, I have no doubt. And then from there, if it's a four-three, Giorginio uh, uh, in front of the defense, Barella on the right, on the left, uh, uh, probably Verratti, Locatelli, Pellegrini, whoever would be in, you know, in, in good form at that time. Okay, yeah, people are saying. Uh, someone said the future for the Azzurri is Barella, Locatelli, and Pessina. I mean, they're all pr mm. they're all pr fairly Pes young. Pessina has to show me more to go to the national team. I mean, he's not going to be a starter. Man, man, but for for the years to come, I think I think he's going to be uh, someone that we have to keep our eyes eyes on because yeah, uh, Gasperini uh, uh, likes him a yeah, lot. Yeah, well, those are the ones that I also mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but moving on, uh, we talked we talked a little Azzurri. Uh, we talked about Lippi, we talked about Barella, uh, some other news I'm going to sprinkle in over here. Uh, Gaetano, me and you were talking a little bit about what's going on with Cagliari. Cagliari, uh, we all know uh, Eusebio Di Francesco, he got sacked just a few games ago. They were on a 16-game winless streak. They didn't win a game in 16 games in Serie A. They were in, uh, I believe, 18th or 19th place in relegation zone. They got Leonardo Semplici, and the two games he was in charge, he got two straight wins, which is pretty crazy. It's not, it's and, they're out of, and they're out of the relegation zone. I like Di Francesco. He seems like a great guy. I was like, give him more chance, give him more chance. And I'm thinking, damn, they didn't win in, in, in 16 games. It's like, this is pretty crazy. Maybe it is Di Francesco's fault. Semplici comes in, he wins. He gets six points off of that. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Guys, I know you're interested in that because you're asking I know. me. I Sometimes, uh, yeah, exactly what you said. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like Di Francesco. I think he's a good coach, but sometimes you need a change. I mean, when you don't win 15, when you win 16. 10 games and yeah. then 11 and 12, yeah, crazy. And, and then at, at a certain point, you know you need to make the, the change and sometimes uh, this is what uh, the change is because it becomes mental and exactly. maybe a new coach comes in and it clears it's refreshing it, it refreshing clears Clean some of the line yeah. and he's simply too he's very simple in his uh, like his, his like his last his name, last name so, <laughs> so i don't know if that has something to do but um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Two wins in a row when it was so difficult to get a point. Yeah, exactly. And now these guys, they got six points in two games. And they're out of the relegation zone right, right. now. They're in 17th place, obviously still fighting relegation. Right. Uh, but Cagliari, let's see, let's see what they do. It's a dogfight in the, in the last three spots. Parma, Torino, and Crotone are the, the last three. It'd be criminal, I feel like, if Parma and Torino go down. I would never would expect that, especially because uh, Kyle Krause is the new American owner for Parma, and they're fighting right now for relegation, which is scary, especially because in the Mercato, they're one of the most busiest teams in Serie A. They bought like four or five players, right. so I'm very surprised by that. I think the next game they play Fiorentina. Parma? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, they do. Fiorentina and Roma. Oh, boy, that's going to be no, very no. tough. No, if you're at Roma, they played already. Oh, no. No, no, I'm about talking Parma? about Parma. I'm talking oh, okay, about okay. Yeah. So, Parma, yeah. Parma, uh, yeah, they're going to, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough because Fiorentina is desperate and Fiorentina now, uh, they've been losing games uh, left and right and they have, uh, uh, they need points, uh, they desperately need points and um, against uh, Roma, uh yeah they they lost against roma in that um 
that game that uh, they they thought the the ball was off. They thought the player was offside, but you don't stop playing. You keep playing even even though you know the linesman you know erased his flag. You keep, you keep playing, and then they reviewed, and there was a goal. And the guy he started from the back. He went all the way in between two players, and he presented himself in front of the goalkeeper. Uh, and Iskodaiwara, whatever his name is. So, but yeah, uh, <laughs> l- I'm I'm finishing up some points. So if you guys have anything in your mind, uh, just gather it up, and we'll say it before we finish it up. Uh, some strange news, Marquisio. I feel uh, they're saying they're saying he's going into politics. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but he's uh, he's on the shortlist to becoming the mayor of Torino. We all know he's a lifelong uh, Juventus fan since a kid. His family's been, and now he's getting into politics. It seems like he wants to try something new. I guess best of luck to him. Hopefully he spreads some culture too. In the, it looks like he's going for the Democratic Party and yeah, tries no, it out. I, I, I didn't mean, hear anything about that. Where uh, the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah. It's strange, right? Yeah, that's weird, man. Uh, but but props to him. That's the way he wants to go. But uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, we have another funny story, a Cassano story. We posted this about a few days ago. Hmm. But I, th- I think it's... Uh, I, I, th- I was cracking up for, the, for a while when I read it. I'm not sure, Gaetano, if you saw. Oh, I think we did send in our group. But I want to say for the chat it was when Cassano when he was at Roma and Spalletti arrived uh Cassano uh, said it uh he, he said on, on the Twitch radio with Bobo TV yeah he was saying the first day Spalletti arrived uh as Roma's new coach we already had a problem we always had music blasting in the gym working out Spalletti came in the first day and and was lowering the music so what did I do? I went to raise it again. Totti and Montella uh, were busting my chops saying I didn't have the balls to do it again. So once he put down the volume, he raised it back up again. And then Spalletti came, uh, Spalletti came back to lower the radio. And uh, Cassano went uh, face on with Spalletti. He was like, um, listen, you're not coaching those jerks at Udinese, <laughs> which he was a coach of. He said, over here, I'm in charge. And that's that, I guess that was one of his first com- confrontations with Spalletti. I think, first of all, I was cracking off. That's bizarre to tell your coach, especially first meeting him. But Cassano is a character of his own. Totti also said, the second uh, I saw Cassano open his mouth, I knew something was going to happen. Uh, I swear every day I wake up with anxiety thinking of Cassano. We all know Totti and Cassano, they're great friends. But I feel like Asano, uh, he's such a character. He's hilarious and stuff like that. Gaetano, I feel like you wanted to say something well, like I, that. Uh, yeah, I wish Antonio <laughs> was here. So what happened I to Cassano? So he was benched. He <laughs> ended up on the bench. Uh, so uh, did, uh, I would like to hear Antonio comment on that. He's the, the greatest player ever. Uh, Give me a break. Right. What do you think about <laughs> how he's talking to the coaches like that? It's pretty funny, even though it's a little. It's, it's, it's a funny. Little too much. It's, it's funny. You need a guy like that. That's entertainment know, in a. Right, that's right. entertainment in a locker room, and that's he's entertainment like for us. That's entertainment in general. You know. Yeah. You need a guy like that, but uh, I don't know, man. That guy's nuts. That guy's nuts. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a couple last things over here. Um, I want to talk. Going back to that, did yeah. the Udinese, the, the Udinese fans uh, team, did they ever say anything? On Not that media? I saw. Did they I got back to I, him I, and I, say, "What I, the hell are you talking about? I gotta, you I offended I, us." <laughs> I gotta look into that actually. Oh, okay. I I gotta see. Um, That'd uh, be funny. But yeah, there, it was not nice to the uh, yeah. to the Udinese. No, there was. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was. Uh, 
the a Sicilian derby, Catania versus Palermo, and I uh, ended uh, Palermo winning 1-0. And we ended up posting a funny picture. They they posted something that one of the Palermo players got their teeth knocked out. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Palermo even commented on our Instagram post. They were cracking up. They're laughing. <laughs> it's showing like the movie uh, Hangover. That's hangover. Funny. Yeah, yeah, the hangover. movie Hangover. Yeah, I, That's saw, funny. I, I know this. I knew this score, but I didn't know that there was uh, anybody. Else but Caetano, we know you're from Sicily. How crazy are the derbies over there? When there are fans and ju- just in general. Well, I came here, so I never got a chance to see uh, any derby. But okay. I used to see the derby on my little town where I grew up and yeah. we we had less than 15,000 people and we always had the derby with the next door uh, uh, town uh-huh. which was uh, less than 10 miles away it was like 5 miles away when that game oh my god when that game was on uh, if they had uh, 200 people in, in each uh, game, uh, watching the games, two, 300 people, that game, uh, there would be thousands of people. People would be climbing from the outside because there was no more room inside uh, to uh, no more seating. Well, there was not even seating. It was a uh, cement blocks where you, yeah, yeah, so, so. <laughs> you, where you <laughs> would stand up yeah. and it only was on one side of the stadium. On the other side, there was nothing. Well, for the Derby, uh, Thousands of people will show up, and they will. Some of them will climb in to to get in legally, uh, to go watch the game. Some of them, and there was uh, the buzz it started. Uh, you know, the whole week you had the buzz. Oh, you know, Sunday there's yeah, the yeah. big. Uh, Getting all excited, the, right? And on on Sunday morning, uh, you would go in the streets, and you go to the bars where they um, get espresso, and and everybody would be uh, talking about the game. And some of the players, they came from another town mm-hmm. to play with our town. Yeah. And they would be coming from the main street. We only have one main street. And they would be coming like the, uh, to go into the stadium. Yeah, and, like a parade almost, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They would be coming. And everybody was... And if you won that game, oh my God, you were Bracket the hero. Rights, right? You were the hero for the, the, the players. They would they wouldn't have to pay for the restaurants for the rest of the year. <laughs> they wouldn't have to pay for cappuccino, Cafe, espresso, cornetti, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever you wanted on Sunday, you will come down the main street and you were better. You were a hero. But if you lost that game, wow, it's a lot the, of bragging rights. It, and it, I just want to ask: uh, Do you between Catania and Palermo? Do you have any preference on uh, who you support on that, or it's mostly like? Now, anyone well, close to your town or something yeah, yeah, like my that? Yeah, t- I mean, Palermo is not my province, uh, yeah. but I am close to Palermo. I'm an hour away from 45 minutes okay. uh, away. The Catania is four hours away. So our team, and when Palermo uh, was in Serie A, and we went to see them a couple of times. I even yeah. took uh, Marco once. To, to We went to see Palermo play. Oh, wow. That was amazing. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, of course, we went for, uh, for Palermo. That's good. Uh, I just I don't know if you guys have anything else, but I'm just gonna say some future uh, fixtures and maybe our predictions for it. Uh, but if you have any last ideas, check them out uh, before we end it. Uh, we all know Saturday Juventus versus Lazio, big, big, big Serie A match over there. Both teams kind of back and forth. We saw Lazio in Champions League and Juve also lost in Champions League, and their uh, their campionato form is a little back and forth. Any predictions for that, Ryan? If you had it on the top of your mind, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great game. Uh huh. Definitely gonna be a good one. Um, 
I got to see the lineups prior to making any kind of prediction okay, at the moment. That's fair. I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be close, though, for sure. I think it's going to be a, a draw for that one. Okay, Katano, if you no, had any no lineups for, for me. 2 yeah. nothing Juve. 2 wow, nothing Juve. You think Juve. straight in there. 2 nothing Juve, no lineup. Damn. Wow, okay. I mean, I think the first leg that they played, I believe Lazio scored a last-minute goal, I think, from a Dybala mistake um, to make it 1-1, I believe. But Lazio, Juve, I feel like... Uh, whatever no, you they say play, Juve Lazio, you said, right? Uh, Juve Lazio, yeah. Juve Lazio, oh, yeah, I switched again. Okay, yeah, Juve yeah. Lazio, they're playing in Torino. Yeah, yeah, playing in Torino. Not that it makes a big difference, but... No, true, with no fans, but I guess nothing. it helps a little bit. But I think I think it's going to be a draw. Lazio, usually for the bigger Serie A games, they usually, uh, they usually step up. Uh, the next game, too, in the same Serie A weekend, Inter versus Atalanta. That's a very big game. Atalanta never stepped down, regardless of who they play. I think Atalanta might be able to might be able to pull something over there. Atalanta are a great team. We've seen it uh, before, and just and they, they don't have any European games the week coming up. They have it in two weeks. So Juve is gonna be playing Porto on Tuesday. So, and Atalanta and Real Madrid are going to be the week after. So, Atalanta, uh, Inter-Atalanta, I think is going to be a good one. That's I think that's going to be the game of the weekend for sure. Uh, I agree. That's going to be the game of the week, um, weekend. Uh, I think Inter are going to win, though. I'll be honest with you. I think Inter are going to win. But okay. Atalanta, you can't doubt them. You can't doubt them. I, I just think because Inter... They might have something up their sleeve, Atalanta. So yeah, but Inter's kind of gotten into the rhythm. That's true. And I just, I like I said prior, I don't think they're going to slack. Mm-hmm. But you can't count out games like this. Atalanta, good team. You've seen what they were capable of with ten men on the field against a Real Madrid. Yeah, uh, you know. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be an interesting weekend for sure. Uh, Caetano, any predi- uh, any predictions? Where are they for that? playing? Uh, it's gonna be at the San Siro, uh, Mazza. So Milano. it's not the uh, the next game. What? It's not the next game then. That's g- what do you mean? It's not the next game. It's uh, they're playing this uh, this weekend. Inter Atalanta, yeah. Inter Atalanta, yeah. Okay. They're playing uh, Monday. They play Monday. Yeah, okay. playing Monday. Inter Atalanta. When you when did you say that there's a uh, Atalanta don't play Champions League till the week afterwards, the week so they after. don't have to worry about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's that's, that's a, a tough one, right? Man, this is a very tough. I one. I feel like Atalanta could do something. Atalanta always surprise, not, not surprise me, but I feel like I hold them to a very high standard because they always impress me. And even against Inter, I feel like they can nick a point over there. I think that's gonna be a draw, personally. What do you think, Gaetano? You're going back and forth on this. You're pulling yeah. pulling your hair. You're not really sure what to do. Do you have right? any other games? Uh, those are the best. But yeah, I have uh, other games. You're saying for the prediction, you have any other games? Or this is it, these two games. Oh, those are the best ones, but I have a few other ones here that I can read off if you want. Uh, what did you say? I, I say Inter win, but then again, you can't count out Atalanta. And you said, uh, you said a tie? I said a draw, yeah. Yeah, those are the best games. Uh, and Milan. Milan Verona is also a very good one. We know how good Verona are. Right. And Milan's form has been very bad, so over there could be another upset. Who knows? Uh, Milan Verona is not the next game, is it? Milan Verona is the next game. Yeah. No, Inter if, if Inter is playing home and Milan is playing home, usually no way. they don't play in the uh, home. Verona Milan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're playing at the Bentegodi. Verona yeah. with Milan. What do you think about that? That that one too. I, I forgot about that. 
I, I say Verona are taking points away. Verona, Verona have been very good lately, and Juric has been great. We praised him so much, so many times this and last season. I feel like they they built an amazing squad, uh, considering all the players they sold to, and Milan right now without without Zlatan with their form right now. Not looking good for them. And if they drop points here, Juve can end up... Uh, and if Juve win, they can end up uh, going into second place. So, Gaetano, okay, what are you so thinking? I have Juve Lazio 2-0. Inter-Atalanta, I go 1-1. It could be 2-2. Anyway, a tie. Okay. And Verona-Milan... That's a tough one too. It's a tough uh, one. I I I'd probably give more credit uh, to Verona to winning it than Milan winning it. Yeah. Just cause just cause Verona have been, they they're known to bring down the big. I'll goals. give a, a one nothing win to Milan. Wow. Well. Okay. Not bad. That's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one to watch. That game is uh. That's going to be on Sunday. That's going to be a 9 a.m. game for us. Uh, and Ryan, Eastern what time. did you say? Tie? I say a tie for that game. Oh, he's writing this down. And you? <laughs> and you, Mike? I, Verona, I draw. Yeah. Huh? Verona, draw. 0-0. Zero, zero. I'll say 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Okay. But guys, if you have anything else that you want to air out, Ryan, it seems yeah, like you I have got something it. on your no, that's on it. Yeah, mind. I don't have anything else. I mean... We're seven days away from a big game, boys. We are seven days. You're right. We're Ryan's, seven, if you guys don't know, Ryan, Seven what are you days about? away from a big game, Gaetano. <laughs> and you know what time that is. That's, you know, glory, glory, man, you. When they give a, a good smacking to Milan. The but here's is, my problem. With no Zlatan, man. But I, that's what I was going to get at. I don't want to hear the excuses. I wish the guy didn't get hurt. But it's Zlatan's a shame. The best player. But it's a shame Zlatan decided to run now when he gets <laughs> man, you. You know what I mean? It's a shame he decides to run now. But, uh,. <laughs> end of the day so he's not gonna make it for that game no and i don't think he'd make a difference anyway i really don't mcguire's gonna pocket him yeah but it would have been it would have been nice <laughs> it would have been nice but you know what's what's a 39 year old gonna do against man U right now at the moment this but, guy couldn't even score yeah, but against mcguire is not your best defender all right but we got buying we got lindelof and you're right he's not a best defender but he'll still pocket zlatan at the moment the guys that you know the milan the thing is i wouldn't I'd give the edge to Manu only because there's no Zlatan and Milan's form isn't good right now. You but know what Mike, I'm trying to say? Answer my question. What? Would Zlatan really make a difference? 100%. No way. Of course. No way. Gaetano. No way. Who's are you on this? Zlatan, no way. the person that carried this Milan. What did he do against Inter, Mike? Okay. What did he do against oh, okay. Inter? You're saying one one game. I'm According saying to Antonio, he had five or six season, shots. Milan but it doesn't matter if he scores or not. And the majority of it is because Zlatan really unified his team. I think he'd be a huge personnel. Listen, listen. At the end of the day, the guy good in the Serie A. Serie A is a different league than the Premier League. I don't think Zlatan would be able to handle our, our defense. You know, I really don't. What yeah. defense? Well, who do you, you have? Go ahead. No you problem. <laughs> no problem. He should be back for the second leg, though, right? And when he comes back for the maybe, second leg, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to tell you. I told you so. Because. But it's not even that. Milan. If you played Milan in uh, in November, December, that would be like, Mike, that will be a game. Mike, he had to be taken now, off early against Inter, Mike. Are playing, they have they have the one in six games. They had one win in six games. No Zlatan. What the hell do you expect? Okay, now what you're making excuses. Now you're making excuses. Listen it's to a, you. Now you're making excuses for this a, team. It's a factor. Just say to a bunch of bums, Mike. That's all but, you have to do. No, Just say to a bunch of bums. Don't make excuses for it's them. It's a factor, though. Don't make excuses for them. And like Paulie said, like Paulie said, Paulie said, this isn't going to be the Milan you're going to get. 
I told Paulie after the stream, I'm like, listen, dude, wait till you see. They're going to see. And I'm going to tell you the same thing as I told them. You, you know, it's going to be at least aggregate. We're going to win by at least four goals on aggregate. Okay. We're going to win by at least four goals on aggregate. Jump in here for a second. And I'm uh, confident on that. What do you think about yeah, Of course, uh, Ibra would make a difference. I, I said it before. Ibra yeah. on the field, it makes a difference. Right now, he's, he's only thinking about dancing, you know, which uh, that's a shame. I, if I was uh, in charge of AC Milan, there's no way he can go to a festival when the team is, you know. But not he, even he, that their form's he, bad, he, too. He needs to be with the team. But their form's bad, too, overall. So I feel like it's a strange... Even though it sounds like we're making excuses, it's a it's a bad time to be playing a, a team like Manchester United. But Manchester United United's not, going on. But Manchester United is not in the best form either at the moment. But, not, but better than Milan. Okay, form. but they're not in the best form either at the moment. So, you, you know, you can make excuses for Milan. I can make excuses for United. But I'm still sitting here telling you with my balls that, man, you are going to smack Milan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Antonio's running. He, he's scared. He knows what's going to happen. Oh, at the end of the day... <laughs> Milan are in for a tough yeah, test. You know where Ibra comes in? The experience. Yes, he, I agree. He has he, experience. He's, he's been there. He has experience. And this is a very young team. Right. They're the youngest team in Europe. So that's where Ibra will come in. Yeah. But anyway, maybe in the second round. And yeah. last thing I want to talk about, because there's some Roma fans are talking about Fonseca. Fonseca still hasn't gotten a win against a top six team yet. Does Gaetano, does that say anything? Do you keep Fonseca? Do you like him? Or you think that mentality isn't going to work over there? No, I like I like Fonseca. I said it from the beginning. I criticized him a, a couple of weeks ago because uh, he, he left Steco on the bench when he, 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 he should have been playing. But I think, I mean, the guy with the team that he has and where he is right now, he... he you know what else you want the guy to do? I think he's doing very very well. You know with the, what uh, with what he had and with the situation that he has, uh, he he's right there. You know for the Champions League. No, and, and, that, and that was uh, I mean from the beginning of the season he was not going to win the the uh, the league. He didn't have the team. He was to make the Champions League, and he's right there. And he was third. There was a few weeks that he was in third place. So so too much criticism, you think? That yeah. people overreacting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I agree. But, I mean, he's yeah. without his best player, too. Zaniolo's out. But yeah. does that say something that they haven't won? Spezia have more points against big teams than them. Does that say something mm. mentality-wise yeah, or no? Mike. Like, I'm just trying to pick people's brains because people are saying he's not a big-time coach. He's not going to do this. If you can't perform against the big teams, even though, yeah, they're still fighting for the top four, but if you're playing against a big team and it shows that you still haven't won in, you know, over 20, 25 games in the season. But you can't expect them to win insane? every big game against he the big team. I know they haven't won game. one, but you can't expect them to win every one either at the same time. But as Gatano said. One, one is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I agree. They not have to win. They have to win one. at least one here and there against big clubs like Juve, Inter, you know. Uh, I wouldn't even mention Milan in there. But, you know, teams like that. <laughs> but at the end of the day. Like Gatano said, they're right there. Top four is right around the corner. And I put I put Roma top four at the beginning of the year. I said Roma will get into top four. And wow. they're right there. I think he, you know, same same situation as Gattuso. He's being criticized. You know, it's, it's too harsh. And uh, Roma, too, they need a little more support. Look at their top. Up top, you have Pedro, Mkhitaryan, I mean, and Jekyll. To me, and Mayoral, they don't a bunch of veterans, a bunch of bums that are, are on the way out. I wouldn't and say that. They're they're playing. They've been playing Mike, pretty good this season. Come on, and, Mike. Uh, especially Jekyll's been out um, a lot of the season. Mayoral, I think he picked up well. I think it's, Roma it's have bad. been playing good for the team that they have. 
They they need more. They they, they got nothing up top. Pedro left Chelsea for a reason. He wasn't playing. He, he wasn't good enough. He went to Roma. Mkhitaryan, same thing. But they're performing. It's not like they're not performing over Correct. there. Correct. But yeah. it's, it's, it goes back to Inter, too. Look at Lukaku. He was nothing at United. He's performing. Young. He's kind of made a name for himself at Inter. Darmian was that third string fullback, and he's Inter starting fullback. He was, he was at one point. So... You know what I mean? It's, it says a lot about the different leagues too. So, but I I do think Roma they need something else up top. Another striker, some, yeah, some they, sort of striker they need, number nine. Uh, when Zeko is out, uh, there's not really a center forward. I think my my not bad. He's young. I think uh, they uh, they should uh, keep him. He should be the project. Uh, if, I think if, that if they didn't have that problem with Zeko, they would have a few more points a right few now. Few more points. Yeah. Well, let's see. I think there's a lot of people are being maybe a little bit too uh, nitpicky with Fonseca. This is only his second season, right, in the Serie A, coming from uh, the Ukrainian league. And maybe if he gets a few more, a few more uh, players, they could do some damage next season if they make Champions League. Yeah, I mean, next year they're going to buy a big, big player, which it would be Zaniolo if he comes back. That's Zaniolo, you know, right. it would be like buying a really good That's player. That's right. good point. And they need a center forward because I don't think Zeko is going to stay. If they get the right center forward and Zaniolo, uh, you know, they could do some nice, uh, nice things. That's true. Guys, I think uh, we talked a while here. I think we had a nice little conversation here. We had Definitely. a lot of opinions, but... Calcio does never ends. We have Juve Lazio. We will be live streaming. We got some big games next week. Uh, Juventus is playing against Porto. Inter Atalanta on Monday is going to be great games. So, guys, we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for everyone commenting. And hopefully in the future we get, uh, maybe not Antonio, but Marco and Peter in uh, some future uh, podcasts also. Guys, sorry for missing the previous uh, podcast. We've been so busy remodeling the studio, making it better than it could be. But uh, we'll see you guys in the next podcast and live stream. Guys, thanks for uh, joining Ryan and Gaetano. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you guys later. Ciao, guys. guys. Ciao, ciao.